We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Comedy and tragedy. Let's talk about that today with On Being Crazy by none other than America's W.E.B. Du Bois. You drive me crazy. (laughs) Welcome to the Codex Cantina, where we're two friends just taking literature and talking about what it means to us. My name is Una. I am crypto. So we need to start talking about this term that they drop fairly often, which is what is social equality? That's not a term that you hear often today, I would say. Yeah, the only time that I really hear is when I talk about it with my students and we talk about equality versus equity. A government that protects human rights makes one set of laws for everyone, not different laws for different people. In the past, the law has discriminated against some groups based on their race, religion, gender, or sexuality. And that's going to be different than the term that you do hear today, which is social justice, which is where people can exercise their rights within that society, right? So interesting kind of distinction there and definitely a product of its time for when this kind of came out. The thing that we're still struggling with today is trying to be more inclusive. And although we're not all equal, do we want to all be equal or do we want to all have the same equity or we don't have all the same ability or have the same rights to better ourselves or have the same opportunities. So the plot for this one's pretty simple, right? I mean, to, we don't boil down Du Bois to plot because he's just that good of a writer. But basically, a black man goes to several places in America at a time of extreme racism and segregation, right? And he asks for things that the business sells, right? Can I get some food at a diner? Seems like a logical request, right? Can I get a seat at the symphony? Seems like a logical request. A room at a hotel. I mean, these aren't brain-busting things, but each time the workers tell him, we, we don't want social equality. And, and the man's just kind of confused, like, what's going on here? And then it ends with this man who crosses the street, the road to get to the other side of the street, and literally walks through filth and mud. And finally, they kind of, you know, after going in circles, kind of come at each other in the sense, and man calls him derogatory names, and they kind of ask the question of who's crazy. Maybe we're both crazy. So very, very simple plot. But I mean, Du Bois, master craftsman. Maybe his essays are probably where it's at. I still love his fiction. I think these are great things to explore. This is an incredible piece that takes racism and just shoves it right in your face and says, who's the crazy one that allows this to happen? Who's the crazy one that supports or does not support this? And I like the idea that he takes that kind of insanity and plays with it of, well, which one of us is truly the insane one? It it actually, I don't know how you you took this. I mean, people are going to read different ways. I had to take two passes at this because the first time I was applying the lens of segregation, you know, a heavily, you know, injustice America at the time where I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, he's going to be denied patronage at white facilities, right? And so the story's not too too interesting on that level. 
until you get to that last sentence to me. And that's when he says, you know, who's really crazy here? And I was like, you know, did I look at this story the right way? So I took a second pass at it. And I don't know if you're supposed to, but I looked at the story a second time from the perspective of what if what if racism wasn't a thing? Right. What, what if we didn't have segregation and we did have justice, like, you know, social equality? How would you interact with these conversations? And it's kind of interesting when you have like that lens and you're going through the story because he's just like, hey, man, can I get food at a restaurant? And the people are going off on some other stuff saying, oh, you want this? And this dude's like, no, I want food at a restaurant. Like <laughs> it takes a much different, I feel like, tone the way depending on how you look at the story. Well, there's even that area in there where he's talking to the hotel clerk, right? And he says, uh, we don't want social, you know, equality here. And the guy's like, no, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I'm asking for. You're, you're, you're not hearing me. You're just looking at me. And that's the difference. I think that, that Du Bois is, is making a great point here is that people don't listen. They don't want to have a conversation. They just look, judge, and then they start talking and, and they don't want to have a conversation with somebody because of, of what they look like. Well, and maybe we should have a brief conversation of why would that be, Right it's well-documented scholars have debated over what are the reasons. But one of the things that people kind of end up at is was racism really about race? And a lot of times the answer is no, it was about using race as an excuse for superiority, for getting greed, for getting the ways that you wanted in life. So the, the ruling class is going to use power any way they can to take advantage of others. And that's kind of why, they don't want to listen to what they have to say because they don't want to lose their power. And I think what this piece does really well is it shows the sophistication of racism, that it is something that the powerful are using to increase or maintain their wealth, and they're lording over their intellect and why they think they're superior over to another group of people, and they're just saying that race is a reason why we're different and why, quote, we're better and this is why it's going to be this way. Did you take the title in a couple different ways? Because you can look at it from his perspective. Well, okay. So when you look at it from like the perspective of like, they're talking nonsense. Like he's like, I'm not asking for that. I just want food. I just want a hotel room. Like there's that crazy aspect of people not even like being in the conversation. But then also I kind of looked at it from the narrator's perspective where like he's trying to figure out why does like how does racism make sense like this doesn't make any sense and it kind of is like both sides of the table are crazy for living in this this ecosystem in a sense no i think that the point yes i think that du bois is pointing out here that it takes both sides to have this system still be perpetuated after the end of slavery 60 nearly 60 some years later and you have this almost mass insanity, right, that the these people from both sides are willing to go along with this. And not saying that one side is at fault over the other, because I, well, I, I am saying that. I think there is one side that obviously is a little bit more to blame. Yeah. But the other side, the, the other side has to take some, not blame, I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they're obviously involved in this to uh, some degree, right? They're, they're not allowing it to happen, but they are allowing it to happen. Does that make sense? Well, let's, 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 let's recontextualize that. Maybe one way to look at this for me is when 
when you look at hundreds of years where you're told you're inferior, some start to believe it, unfortunately, right? Like they're, they're told that they're property, they're told that they're lesser than, and it's terrible that they're constantly being told what they are, what they think, what their value is, right? And along comes these ideals of finally America breaks free of the, the curse of slavery, if you will. And while we've broken free from law, we haven't broken free from mind. Maybe another way to kind of contextualize that is, is they've been told for so many years what they are, what their worth is. They weren't even in the conversation, right? And here they are finally in the conversation asking for things, being a part of society, and they're still being talked to of what they actually want. No, 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 no. That's not what you want. What you're really pushing for is social equality. It comes back to that same mentality of, of things being forced upon them as opposed to actually being treated with respect, with justice, with equality even. That's exactly what I was trying to say, that these people have been rationalizing racism as okay for hundreds of years that they wouldn't think to themselves it's irrational. And why, why would I? That's insane to think that. And I think they're both questioning, um, especially the beggar at the end and the narrator of, well, this is just kind of how it always is. And I, I like the symbolism of, you know, that there of using the mud and, you know, how they kind of almost look the same, but they still won't treat each other the same. I, I love the end of the story. Uh, it's heartbreaking, but definitely putting it up in there to your face saying, hey, this is why I think this is, uh, well, this is what Du Bois is saying. I think this is what this is. It's, it's disgusting that he would rather waller in mud and filth than, than share the side of the sidewalk with another human being. I just, it, it, beyond the symbolism, I don't know if I took the symbolism exactly that way, but, but beyond what you might see at a, at a meta textual level, even the story is emotional and it's upsetting because I don't know. I'm a person who believes in humanity flourishing. I'm a person who believes in expression and the ability to, to pursue your dreams. I, I'm very emotionally involved sometimes when I see certain things happening where other people aren't allowed to flourish, aren't allowed to do that. And to see this man be treated in such a way, I just it's a very powerful story that, that I think connected with me at least. This is a story about social injustices when one side doesn't realize they're being wronged. And I think that this probably happened and either it happened to Du Bois or it happened to somebody he knew, maybe a family member or a friend. And I think that he's recounting their story for them in a beautiful way to try to send a message of just saying how ridiculous this is on both sides and that we can all do better. Well, we sometimes have differing opinions of people out there watching. You guys may have different opinions. Feel free to let us know how you may disagree in the comments down below. We're going to leave a playlist to other Du Bois talks. This is not our first time talking about him, but we love continuing to learn about him, you know, and share these kind of thoughts with you guys. We look forward to more talks, right? If that sounds like you, make sure you hit that subscribe button as we post videos every Monday and Thursday. We'd love to have you along on the journey. Una out. Peace.